ngomkhuleko baba egamnyile nkosu jesu we thank you this evening ngethuba lokuhlanganyela na bahlanzwe ngegazi lakho your inheritance your people those who are called by your name it is through us that you want to do mighty exploits in the earth and father we we welcome your purposes and your preordained will for our lives we want to be part of that which you are planning to do in the earth we pray that we are not shut out we pray that we are always aligned with your heart and that which you want to do in the earth we want to be part of the program as it were so we thank you father even as we minister this word tonight we thank you for the anointing upon it we thank you for the fire of the holy spirit upon it in Jesus name to create to establish your saints your people uh, in the things of the spirit in Jesus name amen we have entitled the today's message as we greet those joining us via a facebook live i don't know how many are there but the the majority of us are on zoom but we would want to um, just introduce this by saying we 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 had sent a a poster uh that gave away our title for tonight uh which is what exactly do we do with Jesus Christ in 2020 and beyond what do we do with Jesus to someone it would seem like a very strange question to to ask but it's a question that must be asked it is necessary that we do uh umbuzo okufanele ubuzwe because they do not know what to do with Jesus uh, outside the church building. That's number one. Number two, uh, they don't know what to do with Jesus beyond their answered prayers. So once the Lord Jesus has answered my prayer, then what do I do with him? what is his relevance because we have been raised to relate with him on the basis of the fact that he is the provider our god is jehovah jireh so he provides for us and uh, that becomes a problem because the enemy has set up the world system is set up such that we are people who will always be in need it, it, it seems like we will always be knocked everywhere so that when we relate with God, we relate with him on the basis of a, a Father Christmas of sorts who must uh, just meet our need. Only on that basis, we many, many Christians around the world have no understanding of what is meant by the kingdom, the kingdom mandate what is in the heart of the Father, what is the purpose of the church on earth, beyond my answered prayer, what then remains for us to do as a royal priesthood in the earth, uh, people that God counts on who can legislate on his behalf in the earth. So this um, becomes very important to, to ask and then answer correctly. Because, Barcelona, our world is advancing very fast. The, the, fa- the, the pace of progress and the, and, and the pace of advancement, uh, it is such that many things, you would know that for 
In fact, and I know it, many things are competing for <clears throat> that central space in your life, that central space in my life, many things. So what happens is as the center gets crowded, Jesus is crowded. As the center gets crowded by all these things that are competing for that uh, pivotal space uh, in my life, if they occupy that space, then everything that I do begins to revolve around that. So uh, there's so much that's happening. The world is moving at such a speed. And if we are not careful, there are things that are going to soon uh, take over that uh, central role. I, li I like the song that uh, Israel Hutton uh, wrote. Uh, Jesus be at the center. Jesus at the center of it all. At the end of the day, Jesus must remain at the center, irrespective of the day and age in which we live. Jesus must not have any competition in your life and in my life. So once, once we understand what is his role and who he is in my life, you will soon realize he has no competition whatsoever. The Lord Jesus does not have any, any competition. They, um, see, irrespective of, 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 of a generation or a dispensation in which human beings have lived, there are two questions that every person ever born, every person who was ever born by a woman has had to answer in every generation. Every man, every woman has had to answer the following two questions. It's not too many. It's two questions. They are profound. They are profound because... The, the, the future of nations, the destinies of nations, destinies of families and individuals, they depend on how we answer these questions. If we fail to answer them properly, then so much is at stake as you're going to discover tonight. So I want you to know about them because as I said, as the world begins to move, uh, and things are getting, uh, you know, very complicated out there. We are the first ones who will have to answer that quest those two questions very honestly and very soberly. If we do, trust me, nothing will move you. Whatever happens, whatever technology brings, whatever science does, once these two questions are answered properly, we shall not be shaken Nothing will move us. We shall move with God to the end of the age, which is the, uh, the, the will of the Father for us in Jesus' name. Now, these two questions, Barcelona, they, they determine uh, three very important outcomes in our lives. Not only in our lives, but in the lives of every person in the earth. Three very important outcomes. So once we understand what these are, uh, it becomes easy to deal with whatever that's the, the enemy. As I speak to you right now, they are cooking something. They are always cooking something because they understand the time, that the time is short and there will be what they call a proliferation or a release of wickedness like we've never seen before. It would seem as if a certain port 
uh, Doug Port, the lead has been uh, this taken off and this, this doesn't begin to come out. And the church must be prepared. The church must be made ready. Because as you have heard and seen in the Bible, in the last days there will be deception. Many will fall away. Now our job is to prepare the, everybody so that we begin to know exactly who we are. That's why in our, in our church we talk about kingdom identity. But this is very important. So these three questions, two questions which I'm going to deal with just now, they determine, number one, family, they determine how you live your life in the present. Uh, depending on how you answer it, how you live your life in the present. Everything begins to hinge upon what you, how you have answered them. Number two, uh, for whom you live your life. Uh, for whom you live your life. And number three, they determine uh, where you will spend eternity. So because of that, they must be answered. They must be answered. If you ignore them, if I ignore them, I do so at my own risk. You do so at your own risk. A failure to answer this properly will cost you dearly, both here and in the life to come. I said both here in this life and in the life to come. Now, the first one is asked by Jesus Christ himself. Uh, it is directed at the Pharisees. So in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 22, verses 41 and 42, the Bible says when the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them saying, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? Now, let me repeat that question. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? He asked them. The second question is asked by Pontius Pilate. It is, it is powerful and so profound. He asked the crowd in Matthew 27, 22, and the Bible says, uh, Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, let him be crucified. In other words, just get rid of him. So they, 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 they tried to answer. They tried to answer. But in the times in which we live, these must be answered Failure to do so will cost you much, not only in this life, but it will cost you your eternity. It will cost you that which God has prepared in the afterlife. So let me focus on, 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 on this one. What do you think about Christ, whose son is he? Because as we do this family, I want to prepare you for soul winning. The whole point I, I, I want, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways to prepare you to be harvesters of souls. So that by the time you go out there, we have tried to teach and equip you and, and cover as, as many angles as possible. What do you think about Christ? Whose son is it? Now they tried to answer in that generation. The multitude answered it and they said, is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? When were, where then did 
this man get all these things. So they were offended at him, the Bible says. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own town. That's Matthew 13. When they looked at Jesus, they reduced him uh, at the level of a carpenter's son. Uh, so to most people, even today, to most people today, Jesus is just a carpenter's son. As he was uh, to that multitude, today, uh, many people around the world, family, uh, his role is limited to fixing and shaping wood. His role is limited to uh, shaping wood, not in shaping lives. Because if that's how you see him, that's the role you will assign to him. Your revelation of who he is determines the role you allow him to play in your life. Let me repeat that. Your revelation of who Jesus is. That's why I asked those questions. Because everything depended on them answering. Your revelation and my revelation of who Jesus is is will determine the role I allow him to play in my life, the extent to which I allow him to influence my life. If I allow him to uh, come into the very inner chambers, inner recesses of my being, I don't allow just anybody into the inner core of who I am, and they begin to influence everything, my very core, my very center. They shift it, they rearrange it. It depends on the role I have assigned to that person. So, to most people, he's just he's just a wood man, just a wood man. Uh, he cannot forgive your sins for eternal life. He's a wood. If he's a wood man, if he's a wood man, he has got no capacity to uh, assign eternity to you because that's the role you have given to him. So. What do you think about Christ? Whose son is he? How profound the question is. Now, the Bible says Jesus, when he had come to Caesarea Philippi, he, wherever he went, he, he asked these questions in different ways because them answering them, uh, these questions would, would determine a whole lot of things. Now, in Matthew 16, the Bible says, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? What do you say? What do you say? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, but Jonah for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. That's Matthew 16. So to, to some people in that generation, that dispensation, Jesus was just another John the Baptist. Because to that person, he was just John the Baptist. The role that Jesus would play in that person's life would be the role that they would allow John the Baptist to play in their lives. 
To some, he was just another Elijah. Now, Elijah cannot forgive your sins. Elijah cannot really do much. He was just one of the prophets. Just another Jeremiah, they said. Just another Jeremiah. That's, that's the role they ascribe to the king of kings. Just another Jeremiah. Another said, just one of the prophets. And many religions today, they see Jesus as just one of the prophets. They would quote to you a number of prophets that they revere, that they admire in those religions. And then they would slot Jesus as just one of them. That's when the, the, the whole notion of always leads, lead, lead to God. Because as far as they are concerned, all these prophets carry the same weight in the spirit. They have the same um, power to influence uh, people's destinies in the earth. So that's how they looked at Jesus. So family, I want you to know this because I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere with this because I want you to be grounded in the things of the spirit. Your life here and in eternity is determined by who Jesus is to you. So from this point onwards, it is important that we, we define him properly. We, we, we ascribe a proper role to the King of Kings and to the Lamb of God. Because if we do not do so, have you ever had a situation whereby there was a CEO of a company um, in a certain meeting or in a party, of, for instance, and no, no one knew who they were. And so you bumped into them in the foyer. And because you didn't know their credentials, so to speak, you just treat them as if they are just anybody. When you discover, see, because you did not know, in our language, we had no revelation of who that CEO or that director was, you uh, allowed him a certain space and you treated him in a certain way. So it is important that we have a revelation of who Jesus is. So these are two most profound questions that every human being gets to answer in their lifetime, directly or indirectly. But every human being gets to answer these uh, questions. But tonight, family, I want to focus on the second one. Uh, what shall we do with Jesus? What shall we do with Jesus? Uh, who is called the Christ. What shall we do in 2020 and beyond? What do I do with Jesus? This is the question that was asked by Pilate. Profound question. Uh, it would be, it would turn out that it's one of the most profound things you can ever ask because it determines a whole lot of stuff in your life. So what do we do with him? Uh, we know, I know what to do with Patrice Matsepe. I know that name. Patrice Matsepe, if uh, we need advice with regards to business, or someone like um, Sandile Zungu, you know, one of our, it's our great people in business in, in the country. You know what to do with those people. I know what to do with the Premier, uh, the Honorable Sifre uh, Zigalal. When it comes to politics, that's clear. I know what to do. When it comes to the music industry, you would know what to do with a particular name. Uh, this gentleman who is very popular these days, uh, who, who, who gives us updates in terms of COVID-19, what's happening, Professor Abdul Karim. You would know what to do with him when it comes to 
uh, understanding of how the virus is spread and how to behave in, the, in that environment. That's the person to talk to. But what do we do with Jesus? What do we do with Jesus Christ? Ziba Zalwan, ever since Jesus Christ died on the cross, ignoring him has cost uh, people, millions of people, cost them destinies. It has cost nations their prophetic destinies. If there's something that our generation cannot afford to do, is to fail to answer these questions and for us as the church to bring it to their attention because there are so many questions which are out there purporting to be the, the questions. Uh, one of them is, why, why were you born? You know, I remember in, in, in psychology, I, we, we did that. They, they said that was the most important question for any human being. Why am I here? No, that, 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 that turns out not to be uh, the most imp important question. Why? Because I can find out who I am and still end up in hell. I can have an understanding of who I am and still die and spend eternity in the bowels of fire in hell. So it turns out that that is not the most important question. So ever since his death and ever since his resurrection, when he rose from the dead, generations have had to answer this question, confront Jesus through these questions. Whether you like him or not, but failure to honestly and openly have something to say concerning these, this particular question will cost you everything. So whether it's a rich person, whether it's a poor person, educated, uneducated, ordinary people, we are to confront these particular questions. So we thought family, because um, you know, you know, life changes, you know, fashion evolves. You know, we are living in 2020, called the 21st century. With the fashion evolving, Maybe Jesus would evolve. These questions, they, they don't change. They remain in every generation. They remain in every dispensation, unchallenged. Whatever advancement, you know, technology and science have evolved. We thought that maybe with that, those things evolving, something like we're going to happen in the Bible that would take a Bible into a certain context. No, the Lord Jesus remains the same. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everything has evolved, family. Politics have evolved. There's a lot of democracy today. There's, there are liberals and there are conservatives, but there are things in every generation that have remained steady. God does not change. Mm. We have to confront mm. the Lamb Whatever, however far, however happens, whatever happens with science, we must find ourselves mm -hmm. having to answer certain questions with regards to the Son of God. Mm -hmm. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. I am the Lord, I do not change. Remember in the first industrial revolution, 
Now they talk about the fourth industrial revolution. But there was a time when there was the first industrial revolution in the 1700s. That's why they had the steam, steam engine and, and, and all those things. Do you know that in that particular dispensation, people still died and went to hell? They thought that they'd found something amazing, but people still were dying and going to hell. They moved on and they said, now we're in the second industrial revolution. And they, they, the 1870s, they, they had things like electricity and, the, and cars and, and, and planes came into the picture. In that dispensation, sin still ruled the hearts of men. Sin was still powerful. People died. They either went to heaven or they went to hell. Irrespective of the advancement man uh, was making in the earth. Because no technology uh, was discovered with regards to how to deal with the ravaging power of sin. Mm. There has never been any technology that has been found that can deal with the effects and the power and the weight and the dam eternal damaging effects of sin. Now, because of that, the issue of the Lord Jesus Christ and what we do with him becomes relevant in every dispensation until a, a technology is discovered that would be able to deal with what Jesus came here to fix. Until such time that with all our industrial revolutions, that industrial revolution it came with electronics, telecommunications and computers, Yet in that dispensation, two questions remained. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? What then shall I do with Jesus who is called the Christ? So you would build a robot, but you would still die and go to hell. You would put together an amazing computer machine, but you would still die and go to hell depending on how you had answered these two Questions. Now they are saying we're in the fourth industrial revolution. So now we are smarter. Uh, we've gone to the moon and we have uh, taken, I think we have taken specimens from, from Mars. Imagine. We live in the days of robotics. So most of you have had that. Mm. We live in, in the days of artificial intelligence. Yes. We live in the days of 3D printing. We live in the days of virtual reality. If I, I want to build a, a, a church, they, I can get into a church. I can walk through the pews in virtual reality. I can go into, before they even put one brick, I know how the parking looks like. I know how everything looks like because of where we are in this day and age. But you know what, family? We have not yet discovered a formula that gives us eternal life apart from Jesus. Yeah. We have not found, we have not stumbled upon a formula that gives unbelievers a better alternative to mm. hell. To the effect that if I don't want to go to hell, I can live my life anyhow, but because of this technology, I can take a different alternative than that which God has preordained for those who don't believe in him. 
with all our intelligence, with all our advancement in science, that which God has prescribed, that which God has determined, still remains the same. There is still no other formula that would enable us to enjoy eternity outside of Jesus Christ. Jesus remains at the center. Jesus remains the only one who determines where your spirit goes, where your soul goes, when it leaves your body, whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell. Jesus, the Bible says, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one goes to the Father except through me. So, family, I want you to know that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Jesus Christ will remain relevant. There is so much that is going to... Some of you are already being bombarded. Jesus slowly shifting, leaving that central place that you once uh, accorded him in your life. He once occupied a very central space, so precious, so holy, so special in my life. But as things begin to crowd that central space, Jesus begins to shift. Surely, slowly, begins to shift. He's on the periphery of my life. Other things begin to take center stage now that must not be allowed. Why does that happen? It's because we don't have a revelation of who Jesus is. We relate, most Christians today, relate with the Son of God on the basis of what Jesus can do. He can heal my sickness. He can provide, answer some prayer. Beyond my answered prayer, I don't know what to do with him. So tonight we are asking, what really do we do with Jesus in 20, uh, 2020 and beyond in the 21st century. The reason why Uchesu will remain indispensable and unerasable, irrespective of what happens in the earth, Jesus Christ shall remain indispensable. He shall remain unerasable no matter how they desire to get rid of Jesus Christ, he shall remain indispensable because what he came to do, no one else can do, family. Mm. What Jesus came to do in the earth, no one else can do. The reason for which Jesus came many centuries ago, it is still the main problem in today's society. What Jesus was released by God the Father in heaven to come and do, to come and fix. He is the only specialist in that area. There is no one else who can do what Jesus can do. For Jesus came to do one thing and one thing only, which I'm about to tell you. Every other thing that happens, just the benefits of that one thing which Jesus came to do. And unless our technology is able to deal with the threat he came to deal with, Jesus will always remain at the center of every generation, every dispensation, 
every era, every generation, they will have to pursue him because they will soon discover that in spite of all our technological advancement, all our knowledge and understanding of science, that which Jesus came to do, we will never have answers without him. He came, he was sent to deal with something and only he can do it. This cannot be solved, family, by anything else. He is the only cure. Jesus is the only vaccine for this particular thing. He is the only antidote. No one else can do what Jesus can do. Now, for our spiritual condition, Jesus, it's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. Now, what did Jesus come to do? Now, the Bible says in Matthew 1, now this is profound. Matthew 1, 18 to 21. The Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. Other translations would say, Now the birth of Jesus was in this wise. It says here, was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this last line. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will. Now, when the angel comes, you know, after this statement, which I'm going to read now, we have come to understand that there's a lot of stuff that is being said about Jesus in the, in the New Testament. But when the angel came that day, he only came with one message. The core mandate of Jesus Christ, the very thing which he came to do, everything else would be just benefit of this one thing. For he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. Let me repeat that. For he will save his people from their sins. Now, until they come up with a technology that is able to save the human race from the weight of sin, from the, 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 the atrocities that sin brings about in a person's life, the burden of sin, until such a technology is brought about, Jesus will remain at the center of every generation. Every generation, every dispensation will have to seek the Son of God because only Jesus is able to deal with sin. Only Jesus is able to deal and save the world from their sin. So what was the primary reason for Christ's birth? To save the world from their sin. Now, why, why did the world need saving from sin? Remember some time ago, I told you that when in, in different dispensations, when God saw a threat in the earth, 
he sent a man to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Remember, we, we, we said in the, in the for, for instance, in the book of, of Genesis, there were people in Egypt, and uh, the time had come, according to the clock of heaven, uh, for his people to be liberated from bondage. So he looks around in the earth. He wanted to sort something. There was a problem, and God needed to deal with it. Something had to be fixed. So he looks around. He finds a man called Moses. So he sends him. Mm. He sends Moses to deal with that particular thing. In many dispensations and epochs in history, God had always always found a man or a woman to deal with whatever problem. Uh, the, in, the, in the case of, 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 of Joshua, the children of Israel now have to possess the land. But he, they need a, a military person uh, with a, a, a military mind to be able to possess the land. So God looks around and finds a man called Joshua so that he could deal with that. In the case of, of, of that Goliath, mm. uh, giant called Goliath, God looks around and finds a man called David. But when it came to the issue of sin, God did not look around upon the earth. He turned around and looked within his own inner circle in the heavens. Yeah. And uh, he ha- because of what sin is, the problem in the earth today, even within the church world, mm. is that we have no revelation of sin. This is why we take it lightly. This is why we think we can just sin and repent and sin and repent and sin and repent because we have no understanding of what we are dealing with. Now, family, because of what sin does, of what sin is, God had to send his only begotten son. The father had to send his only begotten son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I don't know how many of you know that sin destroys God's image in us. Sin destroys God's image. This is why heaven considers sin the greatest threat in the earth today. It's not Al-Qaeda. It's not Boko Haram. It's not even nuclear war. It's not any of the things that we think are threats in the earth today. Those things are not needed in the earth, but they are not that threat. The greatest threat facing the human race today is the issue of sin. And only Jesus can deal with it. You see, family, Esau vandalizes God's image in us. Now, a vandalized image in us cannot be restored by three D printing technology. A 3D printing technology cannot restore a broken and vandalized image of God in me. It needs Jesus' blood. It needs the word of God. Sin is bad. Sin is bad. And no one is able. You quote anyone in every generation, any popular person, any celebrity, any billionaire, any politician, any musician, any of the people who have 200 million followers on Twitter and Instagram, line them up and tell me who amongst them has the power to deal with sin. 
who amongst them has the power to pull people away from the embers of hell and cast them into heaven in eternity with God? Who amongst them with their billions, with their influence, with everything that they have, who amongst them has the authority and has the power to say, I forgive you because I forgive you. Now you have eternal life because I forgive you. I wash you with my blood. Now you are a newborn creation in me. Now you can begin to live a new life. You are now a new creature. I give you a new lease on life. Family, sin is, is, is spiritual malfunction. Sin uh, is, is, is creation of a cherub. Sin is bad. Sin is bad. Only Jesus in every generation can deal with. So I want you, when you look at Christ, I, I, I want him to be restored to that special place in your life. Knowing that he does something that no one else can do. No matter how popular they are. Jesus does what no man can do. Jesus, therefore, must occupy a place in your heart and in my heart that no man can dare occupy. Why? Because he does something that no man and no woman can do for me in Jesus' name. Sin is the creation of a cherub, not a creation of a scientist. So only... Jesus, if sin was created by a supernatural being, it would take a supernatural being to deal with it. Not an ordinary man, not a professor, not a philosopher, not a celebrity, not a scientist. Sin family is the culture of the underworld. Sin is bad Mm -hmm. and only Jesus can deal with it. So, the world then family needed saving from sin. Number two, because sin gives Satan the legal right to operate in the earth. Let me repeat that. Sin gives Satan the legal right and operating license to operate in our atmosphere. Only sin does that. So when it comes to that, you must know that Because once we sin and we give the enemy the right to operate in our lives, we cannot negotiate him out of contract. The devil cannot be negotiated out of contract. Let me repeat that. The devil cannot be negotiated out of contract. Once we've given him a room, a legal right to vandalize my family, because of what I've done, I cannot get the best, best musician uh, to come and sing him out of contract or to get some billionaire to put some billions so that the devil can get off my back. It does not work that way. Only Jesus. I am saying this so that you, if God blesses you with money and one day you find yourself so affluent, Having so much money, so much influence, know that only Jesus, only Jesus is able to break the power of Satan over your life. Only Jesus has the right 
to deal with the devil. Only Jesus and his blood and his name has power to break the curse over your family. To break everything that sin brings with it in Jesus' name. So it takes Jesus. It takes Jesus. I want to repeat that family. It takes Jesus. What do we do with Jesus in 2020 and beyond? I want you to know this family. Jesus is still relevant today because of that fact. Because Jesus will do what money cannot buy. Jesus will do what a formula cannot put together. Jesus Christ does what no man can do. He does what no man can do. I want you, when you pray, to get used to those words. Lord, I thank you that you intervene in my life because you are able to do what no man can do. When science has failed, when doctors in hospital, with my medical aid intact, but cure, a cure, a healing comes from heaven because only Jesus holds exclusive rights to life. Jesus will give you what money cannot give you. As a result of that in 2020, in 2030, in 2045, in 2065, until there's a technology developed that is able to deal with the power of sin, until there's a technology developed that is able to pull us out of the embers of the fires of hell and bring us into the presence of the almighty God, until such a technology is developed, Jesus will remain relevant. Jesus will remain relevant. Artificial intelligence cannot restore God's image in you. It cannot restore God's image in me. Robotics cannot save your soul from hell. The fourth in this industrial revolution, going to the fifth industrial revolution now, is not the revolution that will destroy the works of the devil. It's not the right revolution to destroy the works of the devil. A revolution that will destroy the works of the devil is that which the Holy Spirit brings. Nothing else. So Jesus Christ will remain at the center. If we allow him, let us know his role. Let us reassign him his rightful place in our hearts. Let us reassign him his rightful place in our families, in our marriages, in the name of Jesus. 3D printing. They have 3D printing. They have 3D printing. 3D printing cannot print another heaven for you. 3D printing cannot print another heaven for me. Where I can bypass Jesus and live as I please in this life. And because of this printed thing, I can just, my spirit can just go and enjoy another heaven elsewhere. It will not happen, family. So Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus? Who is called Christ? They all said to him, let him be crucified. Let's get rid of him. 
Family, I'm preaching this message to you today because I want you to understand. You know, there's nothing as frustrating as sharing Jesus with people when you yourself have got, uh, you have questions lingering in your spirit. There's a lot of there's confusion and there's conflict within your own soul. I want you today to take Jesus back on the throne, knowing that Jesus is able to do what no man can do. I want Jesus so that when you step out and you begin to tell people about Jesus, you know that you yourself are convinced that he is irreplaceable. Jesus is indispensable. No man can take his place. No woman can take his place. No celebrity can take his place. No politician, no multimillionaire can take the place of the King of glory, the Lamb of God. He reigns supreme. He all by himself. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. I want you to learn from you to give him your sin. Because only he can receive it. No one else will take it. Sin is heavy. Even the devil himself, the creator of it, will refuse it. Only Jesus. Only Jesus will take the burden of your sins. The filthiness of my life. I want us to accord him. Afford him the rightful place. Let's, let's, let's clean the throne again. Let's get rid of everything that has tended to occupy that space. Let's welcome Jesus back this evening. Let's welcome Jesus back to his rightful place. Let us welcome back. Let him take a seat. Let him be enthroned once again. Let Jesus be enthroned once again. Everything that has crowded my life. Everything that has tended to occupy the throne that Jesus was supposed to sit on. Let this evening be the day where we say, Lord Jesus, again come and occupy. Let us hallow him. Let us salute him once again. Let that first love return where we realize, let, let there be revelation tonight that Jesus is at the center. He is irreplaceable. Yes, Nothing. Next year, in five years time, in ten years to come. If you were to receive ten million rand on your account, I want you to know that Jesus, his place in your life is sacrosanct. In other words, it is, it is without competition. It must remain intact. Why? Because you know that the 10 million that you have received is not able to deal with the ruthlessness of sin, with the power of sin. It is not able to do what Jesus can do. Only he is able. I'm about to close family and pray. I want Jesus to be restored. Our ministry, Kingdom Embassy House, there's one thing I want you to do is to fall in love with Jesus on a continued basis. To fall in love with Jesus. To be drawn closer and closer to the Lamb of God that was slain for your sins and my sins. Family, I wanted to go and tell people. Tell people. 
that Jesus is the answer. Tell people that Jesus is relevant in 2020. Tell people that Jesus will remain relevant in 2035. Mm. Tell people that Jesus is able to do what money cannot buy. Jesus will do that which nothing else is able to do for you. Peace comes from the heavens. Healing comes from God. Rest comes from God. Peace that surpasses all understanding. God is able to extend the number of your days in the earth. No one else can do so except him. Jesus. What do we do with Jesus tonight? Let us realize that he is able to do what no man can do. Let's, let's, let's give him our lives back. Let him occupy the place that he wants to occupy and be in charge in Jesus' name. As I close, family, I want us to tell the world, I want us to be the people who are convinced beyond a shadow of doubt that Jesus is relevant. He will be relevant over the next 100 years should the rapture not happen. We must be more convinced than everybody else because we know that it's true. He came to deal with sin that no technology that no science, that no celebrity, that no money can deal with. Only his blood, only his name gives us access into eternity. As I close, Matthew 28, when he was about to go and be with the Father, he gave them these words. The Bible says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And look, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. To the end of the age, he is irrelevant, therefore, until the end of the age. In every age, he will still be expecting people like you and me to tell the world out there that he's able to deal with their sin. That each and every one of them, once they've failed everywhere else, he is always ready to deal with that which money cannot buy. Only Jesus can, family, no one else. What do we do with Jesus? In the 21st century and beyond, we do everything that I've just explained to you because only Jesus can deal with our Amen. sin. Let's pray, family. Now, Father, we thank you tonight for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord. We, we want to give you the space in our lives again whereby you are in charge and you are central and everything yes, revolves Lord. around you. Yes, Lord. We want nothing to compete with you. We want yes, you to Lord. be in charge, to be big charge, and Father. to be in charge of in our charge, lives. Lord. Knowing that nothing, whatever happens, nothing will ever compete yes, Lord. with you, Lord. 
nothing. We pray tonight that you'll be at the center of our lives. Be the center. Be the very pivot and, 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 and hub and heart of our existence. And Father, I pray for your people tonight. Restore in us, O oh God, the love for you and give your people, give all of us revelation of these things. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. Amen.